and welcome to Deserted Isolation Discs, a play on words and tribute to the BBC's famous Desert Island Discs podcast. We're Kate Hamer and Louis Saha, the founders of Axis Stars, a platform to connect stars from the worlds of sport and entertainment with trusted brands and service providers. Obviously, a lot of these stars are at home due to coronavirus isolation, so we thought we'd work together to bring some entertainment to everyone. We hope it's not going to be a long series, but we've got a good chunk of episodes to keep you entertained for a while. So today we are here with Kelly Cates, which is putting us under more pressure on the <laughs> presenter-interviewer side. Hi, Kelly. No, hello, I'm not judging. <laughs> and of course, you are here too, Louis. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> Good. Yes, it's uh, it's nice to see uh, smiley faces uh, still. Uh, so it's good. Um, so um, nice and very honoured to have you, uh, Kelly, on uh, on our podcast. And and so, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just trying to still keep busy. It feels like all the days are about four or five times as long as they mm. normally are. You know, all those times you want more hours in a day, and now it just feels like three days ago was seven months or something like that. It's just really, <laughs> it's such a strange feeling. Yeah, it is. So, what what is the standard day for you? What 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 is your routine and what is the actual content that you have during the twenty four hours uh, in the confinement uh, situation? Well, my kids are off school, so I've now got the mm. homeschooling situation. So we've set up we've set up a little sort of desk area, and we've got all their all their sort of sheets that they've been sent home from school. We've got them in a little pile and got them all ready to go. We've done a timetable, which looks amazing. The timetable looks fantastic, but that's, <laughs> I mean, really, trying to get them to concentrate on anything at the moment when everything feels strange is a bit hard. So I've just put loads of um, loads of activity in it, loads of outdoor mm. stuff in. So they just, while the weather's decent, trying to get them in the garden, trying to get them to get some fresh air and just kind of get them moving. We start at nine o'clock with Joe Wicks, and then that's, mm. <laughs> and then the rest of and then the rest of the day goes from there. But it's a um, bit of English, bit of maths, and then every day they keep saying to me, "Yeah, no, that that's not the right thing to do." We, you know, we have to do some science and some geography, and so mm-hmm. I've got all the um, in Marks and Spencers. They give away these little seedlings, and you you're supposed to you know you get some when you spend money at the at the till, and they give you these seedlings. So I've suddenly accumulated a load of them. I'm like, well, there's science and nature, so that's good. You can watch them grow. <laughs> And they're eight and eleven, and my eleven-year-old keeps saying to me, "She's like, oh my god, I know that seeds grow plants. Oh my god, I'm not stupid." So yes, yeah, they don't really like my they don't really like my teaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, it's good. But um, what is uh, what, what is your top tips? You know, top tips in that moment. You know, it's like a bit uh, strange feeling that like nobody has the experience ever. You know, what is the actual top tips of Kelly right now to help people to go through that man- moment? I don't, I don't know if they're my tips because I, I feel like I haven't quite got it sorted yet. But the ones <laughs> that are most helpful really early on are the things about having a routine. But also, that for me, it's having a routine but being really flexible in it. Sort of thinking, well, we'll do a bit of this now. But if things change, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. As long as, as long as they get done at some stage, it doesn't matter. Because I just think when everybody's in confinement and everybody's living together, it can get so stressful. You just you don't want to put any more pressure on yourself yeah, and, yeah, right. and your family when they're in the house with you. So I think I think that's the only thing you can do. And having done the first few days of just eating and drinking ridiculous amounts, <laughs> I just think that's that's not the answer. <laughs> that is yeah, so the answer. so do do you have any tip, any any special meal that you try to cook or cook to, uh, together? No, well, 
well because because we've sort of been running out of things and because i'm trying not to go to the shops as well and trying not to so i've been kind of going through the cupboards but i found this packet of spelt flour that i must it's only just about in date and i thought well i'm going to try to so we made we made bread and like mm. we've got we've got we're going to make pasta later on because we finally got some eggs so mm. we're going to try to make some pasta so i just feel like all the stuff like normally you'd kind of knock together a sandwich for lunch or something but if i make bread with the kids then i'm like oh one we're learning and two we're killing a couple of hours <laughs> and if we make from scratch we're like oh this is really good because it's not just like throwing stuff in a pan we actually have something to do, which kind of just helps the day to pass. I think just yeah, all those, all those kind of it's it's almost like doing the opposite of all those time cutting things that you do when when you're at home normally. You're like, oh, I'll do that because it's quicker. Whereas actually, when everybody's at home and you've got nothing else to do, it's like I'll do this because it's slower and it takes <laughs> more time. So that's a, that's, no, it's that's true. How it's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. So yeah, on, on the same way that you may look at. Uh, stuff on tv so are you on netflix and uh, are you yeah. building a lot of things uh, what is uh, uh what is on right now for for you I and love, your family well at the moment everything like books music mm. um tv movies everything i just i feel like my head is so full of like the news and what's going on out there i can't yeah, watch yeah. anything i need to concentrate on everything needs to be something i've watched before it needs to be familiar it needs to be comfortable and just kind of um, really soothing, I think. Mm. So I'm mainlining Shit's Creek, which I love on Netflix because it's so gentle and funny and lovely. And it's just, it just makes me feel better. And I yep. feel like at the end of the day, when I sit down, I think, oh, that's nice. It's a nice <laughs> world. I can escape into that. Except that every time I watch somebody like hugging or do, I'm, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It's, it's really weird already. Yeah, I've kind yeah, of internalized yeah. that and I'm panicking like mad when I see everybody, when I see everybody behaving like this. It's really strange already. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, let's let's try to, to pick up your brain and maybe telling us your favorite book. It would be I'm nice really, to... Well, the one, it, I mean, God, like I said, time sort of disappeared, but the best one I've read in the last what, year or so Maybe a couple, maybe a year and a half was um, Normal People by Sally Rooney, which they're making into a TV series, which mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited about. I love that book, and so I'm rereading it again because it's familiar. And, so, what um, is the the script? What it's, is it? It's about it's about um, a couple's the wrong word, but it's about friends, a man and a woman, and they meet as as kids, and they've both got really unusual lives for different reasons, and it's about how their friendship develops through the years and how it almost is but isn't quite a romance and it's a really emotional book rather than one in which that has lots of kind of events and twists mm. and turns it's a really it's just it's a really really lovely book and it's really evocative it takes you somewhere else and so no, it, it takes you out of your head it's, it's, yeah, so it's, exactly, it's, yeah. it's a really good book and then I, I love have always loved Marion Keys because her books are they're sharp and funny and really emotionally clever but gentle and easy as well so it just it fits with this kind of with this kind of mood this sort of mentality yeah, it's good yeah yeah i think that's uh it's good you have to really pick your your stuff right now the the nice and light uh minded something that you can chill because it's very tense moment right now for yeah. everybody so yeah it's it's very important and do you have any like situation in your career where motivation were 
like very important uh, that could give a kind of a platform or an example for people right now at, the, at this moment in time like something that you need to really um yes i had to work it out and, and and find your way out of the situation you remember any I, yeah i mean i think because i love my job i don't i don't get that thing of waking up in the morning and thinking oh my god i, I can't I can't do this. So it's more it's more when I've got something coming up that's that's new that I think that I have to get myself into a, a different mindset. If something's unfamiliar, then that's when I have to kind of just breathe and sort of trust myself that I can I can do the job and really just get prepared in the way that I can. Because that's that's how I deal with anything that's new or unfamiliar or difficult mm -hmm. is I like to be prepared. So uh, I just like to have everything in order and everything. So although I'm not like in this situation, I'm not I'm not a hoarder. I'm not stockpiling. I'm not like a <laughs> you know, social outcast. But I do like to know that I've got like a, like you were saying about the food. I like to know I've got a few recipes in there. And I like to know that I've if, although I haven't bought loads of things, I know that there's lots of ways I can cook with them. whatever. So when I'm doing the stuff with the girls, I've got all their um books and all their worksheets all really organized and in, oh, so that nice. they're accessible so I just I like to have everything really prepared that's the only way that I feel like I can sort of tackle things if I've, yeah. if I've, if I've yeah. got that yeah it's, it's good yeah some some like I would say I'm I'm normally like very like laid back and relaxed and trying to take things very in a always in a light light uh, note in some ways because uh yes I always felt like Playing football or being where I was, I was nowhere near like war zones or, or stuff like this. So I was really relaxed about things. So nobody, even even managers, could put any pressure on me. And right now, for so many reasons, uh, where you get older, of, of course, you you get responsibilities. You have got kids. You got friends. You really want them to be protected and 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 protected. I mean, and so yeah, I'm starting to find myself like, whoa organization is yeah. very important yeah. right <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> but also but so, but so is flexibility it's like you have to yeah, as well. you can't be rigid you with to, stuff you have yes, to get a exactly. nice balance i think do you remember as well um some like very unique moment that you want to remember about your career your career is going to be really long but uh, uh i'm sure that you have like a massive souvenir something like very emotional something like uh, maybe like uh, for a football player it will be a goal or will be a but what will have been your moment? I think that there's lots of little moments. There's lots of big occasions. Mm -hmm. but I think the one that I feel not personally proud of, and it wasn't about me. It was um, I worked on Channel 4's coverage of the Paralympics, and they oh. very yeah they they absolutely deserve to get all the awards that they got. And I think it, we we just did the the breakfast show, but I feel like to be part of something that felt like it changed the way that people thought about people mm -hmm. or it changed it changed the sort of world view then even my tiny part of that 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 just feels like something i was i was really proud of because everything else is, is down to the moment and it's down to the yeah occasion. but that felt like it was something bigger so mm. it, and we and we just we when we started, none of us knew how it was going to go. We didn't know how it was going to be received. We knew it was all going to be done differently. And so it felt it felt like a, a risk, especially for those. I, as I said, we did the, the preview show in, in the morning. But those people, especially those covering the live sport, it was done in a completely different way. And to be part of that is something mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really proud that I was part of it. Yeah. So do, do that element can be like similar than the feeling of like for a player 
scoring a special goal. It was like that kind of information. Where in your body, where you feel this? Is like in the middle of your stomach? Or, or yeah, my, that? yeah, that's where I feel everything, like a real gut instinct. Mm. That's where, yeah, all the time. And it's just, um, but it's that, it's that sense of, um, that, that's just, that's just a really calm, like quite a warm feeling. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not, like you said, I, I don't know what it's like to score a goal, but it's not that kind of moment of excitement and release and, and all the, the things that, that you hear people talking about. It's, it's much sort of calmer than that because it's, because it's longer term. Longer term, is, yeah. yeah. You just don't get, like, you get it as a spectator, but in, in work, you don't get those those bursts those moments mm. so you get it, it's a it's much more of a process i think okay okay Even i mean you like get a... it as a spectator i mean there'll be definitely there's definitely goals you watch like we were um i worked i was working for for radio five for the liverpool barcelona game for the turnaround and that fourth goal going in the way that it did from the alexander arnold corner and the re mm. finish and just there are moments like that where you go oh my god what am i watching and you're almost yes. kind of you're uh, double, you you, you're kind of you're double checking. I was mm. looking at the assistant and I'm looking at the referee. Good. It was so odd that I kept checking to see it had actually happened. I was like, <laughs> no, the assistant must have flagged, or the referee can't be. And I'm watching the referee with his arm up, thinking, he he's given it. This is this has gone in. This is ridiculous. And it's just those. You, you get moments like that, but that's much more. It, it's different because it's not your moment. It's some it's someone mean. else's. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, just, uh, yes, very interesting. Uh, try to jump on on the feeling and the body of somebody else. Yes, uh, yeah, very strange. And um, in terms of like uh, music, uh, you're fine of music. Uh, I'm sure that uh, you have a, a list, a Spotify list or something like this. Uh, yeah. What is uh, your music at the moment? So something that you really like and inspire you, or it can inspire other people. Oh, I love um, with a song that I love at the moment that I'm listening to all the time. It's not a new one. But Rise Up by Andrew Day, which is mm. just the most uplifting song. I just love it. And um, it's it's on my it's on my Sunday morning playlist, which is, you know, making pancakes with the kids in the kitchen and getting ready <laughs> and doing that song. It's just got that. It's a really lovely start to the day song. But I think the way things are at the moment, especially, it's like it's a really um, yeah, it's just it's just such a good song. It's just like it. it I don't know. She just sounds like a good person singing about positive things. And I love it. But I have. But I change my mind all the time with music. My Spotify lists are a mess because they're like <laughs> all the kids stuff. It's got Little Mix and it's got whatever, I don't know, Old Town Road or all things. It's got all kinds, you know, it's got all kinds of rubbish. And then there'll be like the Rolling Stones in the middle of all that. And it's, okay. it's, it's got everything. It's just, it's such a no, mess. That's good. Yeah. But that's good to, to be uh, disorganized in music. Uh, I think like... Yeah. Uh, I will not love to always like listen to the same music all the time. Yeah. I think it's it's great to have that. Um, but you have to pick a mood, don't you? Rather yeah, than well. I think rather than that, like, I don't have like a favorite song or a favorite album. It's all about the mood at the time. I think. Mm. And um, oh, I just like done like uh, a little post out because I'm really annoyed about the amount of uh, I would say like ambiguity lies that you could see uh, in the media or press or whatever. It come from uh, politician and people with a. Uh, you know, like uh, I rank who could influence a lot of people, and I feel like uh, it, it gives that sense of um, uh, defiance. Like uh, I, I will say, that some people think that they're tougher, think, think that uh, they're not going to be uh, hit by anything, and uh, all that things. It's more against uh, what they see about the society, mm -hmm. against those people who are talking, uh, making decisions for them. Um, so, but uh, how you see the, the press, I'm sure that you look into 
your Twitter and all mm -hmm. this and what is your your thing that you look at at the moment and you really like advise people to look because it's very important that we uh, has like I would say uh, influencers in in our ways um, get the truth out there you know it's like yeah. um, what, what is the stuff that you're looking at there? I I'm trying to, I'm reading everything but I'm trying to avoid exactly the kind of people that you're talking about the sort of uninformed people who mm -hmm. have very strong opinions I'm trying really hard to look for people and and to 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 only listen to people who've got real credentials to to look at what their backstory is and even if even if I read something even obviously you can't argue with facts but if it's an opinion piece you know I'm, I'm looking and say well okay but they've got credibility so you need to take them seriously even if you don't agree with their opinion but I think we've we've spent so many years in America and, and here particularly saying this person can't be trusted, that person can't be trusted. The answer to everything is of one extreme or, or the other. There's no room for compromise. There's no third way. And we mm -hmm. spent so long doing that, that I think in a situation like this, we find ourselves suspicious of the information that's that's being given to us. And then not only are we suspicious of the the me the person who's delivering the message we're also suspicious of the way in which the message is delivered we're suspicious of the broadcasters we think everybody's trying to con us and i think it i think that's coming back to bite a lot of politicians on the bum now because i think yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, they've yeah. created this for their own yeah. for their own ends and yeah, suddenly yeah. they're trying to get a, a message across and everybody's going well why i should believe you you said everybody was untrustworthy you said not to trust experts you said not to listen to them, and and now it's oh oh no we do trust the experts oh good that's that's how they they've made their bed they're having to lie in it and, and we're the ones who are who are suffering because of so, it. So how how you will advise people to browse then? So what type of like like I would say press to look at and and on Twitter how to to use Twitter how to use those social media because this is what I'm. You know, I'm, I'm so scared, you know, now uh, because I've got kids, but I've got people that really care and I don't know how to do that because Internet is so massive. Yeah. And now I'm trying to know exactly where to look at the information. It's really hard. Yeah. How Kelly is doing this? <laughs> I, I um, if I read an article in a paper, it doesn't matter what paper it is. And I, it's very, very rarely the physical paper. If I read an article online from a, a newspaper, then I will... I don't just trust it because it's written in a certain paper or by a certain mm -hmm. journalist. I go through and I, I almost, I'm almost fact-checking everything that's in the paper. So you read something and it says, this person said this. And I'll go and Google it. And I'll think, well, where did they say it? I want another thing. I want to see the mm. video of them saying it. I want to see the, I want to see the transcript of, of how they said it. I want to see what they said either side to see if it's been taken out of context. I, I just am I'm forensic about what I'm what I'm looking at and then if somebody's printing um, an article about how like the virus has developed then I'm looking I want graphs I want stats I because that's mm. I did a maths degree that's my I didn't do I didn't do statistics at university but I did up to a level level um, and um, and further maths level so I kind of that that's my background that's mm. how my mind works so I that's that's all I do I just keep going through and kind of picking at the evidence waiting for it to to unravel and sort of digging as deep as I can before, before I think, well, okay, well, I will trust you now. I'll believe what you said, <laughs> but I did, but I just start off reading everything just suspicious, not argumentative, but just suspicious of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, it's good to, to, to hear. Uh, I will pick that. Um, and on the same way, where this moment is like confinement, uh, I will ask you a tough question where I'm going to um, force you to pick only three people to come with you on okay. the confinement. Like okay. I will say four months, not uh, long enough. Uh, okay. Yeah, a month to pick up the, the brand and the stories. Uh, who you pick? I'm going to go, um, well, I'm going to go quite practical. I'm going to cover three areas. I'm going to have, um, I want a doctor in there, but I don't want anybody coming off the front line. So I don't want, the, you know, anybody <laughs> to be to, to be missing out on a doctor because I've nicked them to take into quarantine with me. So I would go for someone who is, um, like someone who's, I don't care which doctor it is, but just somebody who was, who was good at their job, who's died recently <laughs> which sounds quite dark <laughs> i want somebody who got so they're experienced they're up to date they've got good methods i want them next to me i want them in my house in quarantine next to me to advise and to be able to um to sort of to give me their the benefit of their expertise also i want someone who's entertaining and i want billy Connolly because i think he's just a decent man he's got a really lovely world view and a lot of oh, sorry, I don't know who is he. Oh, the Scottish comedian. He's from, but he's he's he he was a comedian in like the seventies and eighties, mm. and he's still now. But he's not he's not very well. He's got Parkinson's now, and he's not very well. But he's still uh, he's made these documentaries in the last couple of years where he went back to Glasgow and had a look round, and he just has this perspective on life, and he also has that storytelling style that I grew up with because my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents all were all from Glasgow so that way of telling stories mm, uh, I love it it just it resonates with me so and his sense of humor just chimes with me as well so I think I would want him there just because he he would just be a good person to have around and he'd be funny but he's also um he's also decent and has a lovely worldview. And then the other person I have for a practical person would be um, Jack Monroe, who's the bootstrap, is the bootstrap chef or the bootstrap cook or something. Anyway, she's written books and she's on Twitter, but she did it and she has basically been going through people's larders and cupboards and saying, mm. right, so you have a tin of um, peaches and liqueur left over from Christmas, um, a quarter of a packet of pasta, and some anchovies. What can you make? <laughs> it's, like, it's like ready, steady cook on steroids. She's amazing. So I, I would go for her because she also seems she's written books and she um, she also was interested in things outside of that. So I think she'd be she'd be good company as well. She'd be a good person mm -hmm. to have around the house. So yeah, they'd, they'd be my three. So I've got yeah. food, health, and entertainment. I think I'm, I'm all this, right. This is well. Oh, this Connolly is... also is, is a musician as well. So we'd have entertainment. All oh, the way. you got everything there. Yeah. Yeah, this is not the way my brain was working. Uh, I, I try to compare. Uh, I just try to to think uh, a bit more. I would say, oh, I struggled. But the, um, I came back on the family story. You know, I pick yeah. up my grandparents. So it's the same because they are the way yeah. of telling stories. So yeah. Uh, ring the bell the way you you pick your your first one the, the second one in a way that or uh, not the second one the first one in terms of doctor don't think about this you say yeah. oh <laughs> i just like oh yes i could i could actually have trouble here yeah. so yeah i told you smarter. i'm very practical <laughs> yes really smart yeah smart move that's what we think yeah so but we don't tell stories yeah. though the way our grandparents generation did we don't do that anymore because mm -hmm. we find our entertainment elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And that, exactly. that art no. of storytelling is amazing. I love it. 
you're right. Yeah, that's that's what I think. You know, I I, I think you can always think that uh, you will have like somebody telling you a story, but uh, like a modified one. But the best way is your current parents. I will I will feel like the the elders, the way they they are so authentic. It's like the, those guys who at the time that they wrote the Bible, you know, they they were like it's by by art. I would say by yeah. You know, and in some way, this is a way of telling stories. It was so real that people yeah. really travel with them. And now it seems like we are so bad. <laughs> people think that yeah. it's a lie, you know. Yeah. So I, I really think that uh, this is the thing that uh, I will crave for it, you know, to uh, have a bit more time with my grandparents to tell me all those things. Yeah. So, and to yeah. ask them all those questions. You want yes. to hear about their lives, all those things that you think. Yeah. I, w- I, w- I could have known firsthand what that was like to experience whatever the situation was, and you think, oh, you don't have the chance to ask them again. Yeah, they're right, yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, Kelly, you know that this uh, situation has forced everybody who love uh, our sports, football, but uh, any sports to actually not watching anything live anymore. So how are you coping with this? And what do you think that uh, the, the, the next move uh, is gonna be? And when maybe you have like, not any info, but uh, seeing how things gonna, come out from this situation it's so strange it's so strange on sunday i was walking around and i caught sight of there was football on tv and i was like oh and i there was a split second where i just thought of course there's football on tv it's sunday that's normal and then i was like no it's, it must be a replay and it was they were just showing i don't I can't remember what game it was even they were showing but it was just that split second of a, it just it feels um it's so much part of the structure of my life, apart from apart from anything else. It's the time frame, the time scale. It dictates my working life. It dictates like even socially. Like Sundays are spent. I I don't usually work Sundays, but I will have the football on, and it's always been mm-hmm. on since I was a kid. It was. I remember doing my homework in front of the football on the telly, and kind of you know, it just is. It's such a part of. Not even. Even if it's a game you're not even interested in, it's just there. And mm. I think taking that structure away is really unsettling in a way that I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it would was part of my life in in that way. Because you're used to summer when there's, you know, when there isn't a big tournament on and, you know, you're, you're not really... But, but that's expected. And I think this suddenly just kind of wrenching it away is strange. I think when when it does come back, I, some, I can't remember where I was where I was reading this. I think a few people have said it, but I think football coming back shouldn't really matter. There's much more important things to think about. But I think it will feel like things are starting to get back to normal. And I think that will be really reassuring for a lot of people because when you take, if people can't work and they can't go to school and then there's no football, but all those things that are part of your weekly calendar, suddenly all the framework goes and you're just everything kind of falls in a in a sort of shapeless mass and it's 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 strange you have to sort of pick your way through and and find new new structure to your life yeah it's true that um yeah the 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 way i see things in in a way that uh football as you mentioned as a big part of like not only uh english people i would say that uh in the world, you know, I, I see the impact in the way that uh, I was speaking for quite a, a moment with uh, Fatma Samoura. She's like a secretary general uh, at FIFA when she was working at uh, UNU and saying that 
she, she felt that uh, she had more power in the FIFA organization than the uh, uh, UN because of the actual uh, following, the, the actual followings from those uh, people uh, um, that uh, build a, a continent or a country. It's just immense so that this is the way to put pressure on people. So having like football taken away, like like only looking for archives, you know, it's really it's really damaging in some way. That aspect has like really uh, opened a lot of um, uh, ideas. I think uh, uh, people can see that. You know, I really felt, whoa, it's it's you know, football is stopped. Euro 2020 is stopped. Yeah. I mean, like, hang on a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like yeah. it's like. So, oh, this is must be super serious. Yeah. Because it's that much. It's like, was really, yeah, thinking about like talking to some my friend who is like working for UEFA, I was like, what? No, yeah. it, it can't be true. Yeah. And it's gone. It's unbelievable. That, that reach that you talk about, that sense of um, having more power working at FIFA than you do at the UN, that's such a responsibility as well because it means that football around the world has to get it right yeah because people will follow so that yeah. that they have to take the lead in a responsible way and obviously nobody's saying oh rush back football because we miss it we we do miss it but it has to be it i mean it goes without saying really that it has to be done properly but that responsibility for football you know that, that it's bigger than a, a huge organization and a powerful organization that than the un means that it, it has to be that it it can't there's no room for error there they can't yeah. come back too soon they can't come back in the wrong way they have to make sure that they do everything absolutely right because people will pay more attention to to them than they will to to politicians and to yeah, and to lead, uh, you know world leaders yeah yeah definitely and the way that um i was saying this like it's the first time that stars has been hit by this it's not like uh, in my eyes i don't re re remember any moment where you know, a proper star, I would say, like from sport and uh, other industries has been hit by the, these things, like suddenly like this. So people starting to say, hang on a minute, if those guys can be can be uh, be touched, I have to be careful. And yeah. this is even more or stronger than some, some maybe politician, as you mentioned. So, yes, I feel like... Uh, it's a very odd moment. I really, really feel like uh, yeah. it's uh, it's difficult for everybody. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's very humanizing. I think, though. Yeah, I think it, it it does it does bring you back down to the fact that people are pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. at, 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 at whatever they are, just everybody's at equal risk of this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. And I think that's it. it it's it's good occasionally that there are very very few. <laughs> good points i'm not trying to suggest that there's anything but you know sometimes you have to look for what good can come out of an awful situation and it yeah. may well be that this or hopefully this kind of we still have this sense of everything being leveled and, and people being more equal at the back of it if not completely equal i think i hope i hope i hope <laughs> i can't i'm holding my phone so i can't do that thing with my hands <laughs> Uh, thank you very much. You've been a star for, for us. Uh, it was brilliant. and I've really enjoyed the, it. Thank you. Yeah, very, very much. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Really. It's so nice to talk just normally. <laughs>